The question that seems to be keeping a lot of people up at night, will I end up inheriting my parents' debts after they pass away? The skinny on how debts are dealt with after your passing. On today's show at Aging Options. The following is a paid program on this station. Aging Options, how can we help? I'm calling with a question about Medicaid. It's time to know your options and master your future. So I'm looking for some advice, things to consider about retirement community. My life, my plan, my way. He wanted us to roll his 401k in to an IRA and we wondered if that was wise. LifePoint Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Rajiv has one of the most innovative elder law practices in the country. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. He has significant assets, and I'm just wondering how those assets can be protected. Know your options. There just didn't seem to be a thing that I mentioned that you didn't already know. Aging options is not a law firm, but Rajiv is a lawyer. You should not reveal things you wish to keep confidential in this public setting. This program offers only general advice. Having your questions answered does not create an attorney-client relationship. Contact your attorney or other professional to discuss your unique needs before taking any action related to the subjects discussed in this program. Now, here is nationally recognized retirement planning authority and host of the national public television program, Master Your Future, Rajiv Nagayach. And welcome to Aging Options. This is Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagayach talking all things aging. If you have aging on your mind, if you are aging, which I think we all are, uh, and you have any questions as to how can you better prepare for a future, a future where you are guaranteed to succeed, not fail. That's what we talk about on this show. Uh, on, on, on this show, each week, uh, we go to the web and take a look and see what stories you should be paying attention to. And it turns out, last week, we had a couple of calls come into the office, which were unusual coming in, and they all had to do with debt. You know, if my parents pass away, will we need to go ahead and deal with our parents' debts? And so that's what we did. We went out, and Tony did a great job putting up some stories, and if you go to agingoptions.com, go to agingoptions.com and look at the blogs, the four stories we think that are important for you to pay attention to. The first one is, uh, we talked about that, will you inherit your parents' debt? When you pass away, what happens to your debt? Will you and your loved ones deserve to know the answer? And the answer is yes, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Another story that we have on the blog today is 12 weeks of family leave coming your way to take care of a family member. Can that be true? I mean, if you're an employee and you need to take care of some family member, whether it is your spouse, whether it is a child, whether it is maybe a newborn, some, a baby being born, uh, whether it is a parent who's falling ill, is there, uh, is there some way you could get some time off from work and actually not lose all your salary? Well... The federal government, uh, the Biden administration, seems to be quite quite on it to give you up to 12 weeks of family leave off. We'll talk about that as to how that law is going to work. Uh, another story we have on the blog this week is how can you put um, a sure sign of dementia, a sure sign of early dementia, and a sign that you want to watch out for. And this, I think, is a very important story. If you are aging, if you're thinking of 
issues that you need to have at the top of the list that you want to watch out for. This probably is one of, going to be a good story for you to listen to. And then being angry or being sad, which is more detrimental to your health in your later years? And we'll talk about that story. These are the four stories that we have on the blog, and we will cover these stories today on today's edition of Aging Options. But uh, these stories aside, if you have any questions, the phone lines, as always, are open for you to call in, and we will try and answer whatever question that you have. If we don't have the answer, we'll go find it for you. I mean, where else can you go and, and get, get, a, get a question uh, answered? And if we don't have the answer right away, you can get somebody to actually fetch the answer for you? Well, it's here at agingoptions.com. Uh, and the phone lines that are open are, you can easily uh, dial in, is 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. So we'll be talking about uh, we'll be talking about whatever it is that you want to talk about. Probably that's going to be more important. But while we're waiting for the calls, for you to pick up the phone and dial in and ask your question, let's start with the story. How do you protect yourself from your parents' debt once they are gone? And this kind of surprises me that, you know, we <clears throat> do a lot of planning in our lives and there's only so much that we can end up controlling. But there's a drumbeat of people who kind of worry about the whole thing that, you know, what happens if my parents uh, live past their money? Will I have to end up paying uh, paying their debt? I have been named as the executor in the in the will. I am the trustee of their, uh, of their trust. Uh, I will be administering their estate assets. And if they don't have enough, and will I be made responsible? Well, the good news in all of this is probably not. It's a pretty checkered, it's a pretty complicated little web that we have. There's no one rule that permeates in all the 50 states. But the short answer in all the 50 states is that if you keep your financial dealings separate and you don't co-mingle or voluntarily take over your parents' debts, then you will not be responsible to, to, to make good on your parents' debts. Even though, I dare say, when bill collectors start calling, they don't care. They just want to make you feel that you you personally probably end up owing the money even though the law doesn't require you to have to pay money that would be owed by your parents bill collectors don't really mind that at all and there have been many instances where bill collectors will use strong arm tactics to try and get as much money as they can because that's how they get paid and they're just collecting money whatever they need to say so you need to kind of educate yourself so when you go to the story the thrust of the story is this. I mean, what are the laws as they relate to debt when it comes to spouses? So you have a spouse who passed away, and your spouse had, you know, racked up a $100,000 bill for whatever number of reasons, but they had racked up a bill. Maybe you didn't even know anything about the whole thing. Will you as the spouse be made responsible for the bill? And that's a much more complicated answer than if you were a child dealing with this estate. If you're a spouse and you happen to be living in a community property state, and there are about nine of them in the state of, uh, in, in, in our country, in the state of Washington, is definitely a community property state. Here, the reality is that if you, if the debt was incurred after you were married, then it'll be considered to be a community debt. And yes, technically you will be made responsible for that debt. 
Now, there are several exceptions to the whole thing. If you can show that you didn't know anything about the uh, about the debt, this was done behind your back, this was done surreptitiously. And even at that, the, the starting line in community property law is that all the assets that you own that you acquired after you got married, they are presumptively... 50% owned by the, by each of the two spouses. And the same goes with the debt, that any debt that you create after you get married is presumptively owned or created by each of the two spouses. So when spouse one passes away, the debt is going to pass on to spouse two. The good news from experience, we, I will tell you that, you know, when we do the probate process, through the probate process, you can oftentimes uh, negotiate with the person, with the, with the lender, who the money is owed to, and, and you can say, uh, my signature is not there. We don't have the money to be able to pay this, and we are not going to be able to cover the whole thing. And in most cases, we are able to get it written, written down, and in, in a few instances, you might even get it written off. Because lenders, you know, once they figure out that Rajiv is dead and his spouse, and they may not even recognize that it's the spouse that they're chasing. And legally, they may know that, that they cannot uh, go after the children. They know that. I mean, it's not they may know that. They know that. And if they don't know that the, the person that they're chasing is a spouse, they may just go ahead and write it off. So it, it's worth you looking into the issue of debts. Now, how do debts get settled? That's a different question. And in the state of Washington, and that kind of brings us to a legal topic that we kind of sort of talk about from time to time uh, on the show, which is how do you plan your, your estate in such a way so that when you pass away, your heirs, whoever they are, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a child, whoever your heirs are, that they're going to be able to, to take custody and control over the assets. Hopefully not the debts, but the assets. How does this all play out? <clears throat> and generally speaking, in the state of Washington, uh, there's the probate process. In pretty much all the states, you have a probate process that people go through to settle the affairs of the estate. So what is probate? Probate starts out being a social process that basically says that when a person dies, whatever assets they have, whatever debts they have, all that stuff needs to be settled before we are going to allow transfer of assets from the name of the deceased person to the heirs. So the way we go about doing that, and, and we want to be mindful. I mean, the, the, the public policy behind a probate uh, process is that we want to be mindful that when somebody dies, perhaps they could have died owing money to some third parties. And before the heirs are going to get their share of the estate, we should make sure that those third parties, whether it is a hospital who may have provided some last-minute care, before the person passed away, the hospital should be made whole before the heirs get their share of the estate. If there is somebody, a roofer went to the house and tacked on a few shingles and did some repairs around the house, that person should not be left holding the bag while watching the heirs get all the assets. So that's the process, that's the point of doing a probate, is to make sure that the, heir, the creditors, potential creditors out there, are given a reasonable opportunity to have their debt uh, satisfied uh, if money is owed to them that they should be paid before the heirs are going to get the money and the way that it works is you go to court you file a probate and you let the whole world know and you publish a notice in certain newspapers and you let the whole world know that you know Rajiv is now dead if you have a claim against Rajiv you have four months to bring a claim against them from the date that notice is published 
you've got four months from that point on to bring a claim against Rajiv. And if you don't bring the claim against Rajiv, then forever hold your breath because on the fifth month or the fourth uh, month and one day beyond that time when the assets are actually transferred to Rajiv's children, you can no longer go to the children and say, hey, your dad died owing me money. The inheritance you got, you need to give me something. So it's a, it's a great protection for your beneficiaries as well. So not only does it protect creditors, but it does give a lot of protection to your heirs as well. And why is that protection important? Because if you don't go through the probate process, then any creditor can bring a claim for up to two years from the date of death. So up to two years, they can say, oh, yeah, no, Rajiv died. We need to go ahead and file this claim. In the meantime, of course, the asset has been transferred over to the children. And if it's not large enough estate, you know, the children may have already spent the money, but it doesn't matter. Whoever gets the money, they are going to be made responsible to pay it back to the creditor. And if the creditor misses out on the two-year mark, then they're given a backdoor entrance to a claim, which is a lifetime claim opportunity, if they want to argue that, that the estate is trying to somehow defraud or cheat them out of the money that was owed. And if that is the claim that's made, then there is absolutely no statute of limitation against that. And so, conceivably, your heirs are going to be stuck uh, with this potential liability that somebody could come out of the weeds and say, hey, money is owed to me, and you need to make us whole. So going through a probate process is not a bad thing for your heirs. It gives them certainty of knowing that when they get the assets, that the assets are going to be theirs to keep and not for them to lose to some potential creditor. But in our society, when you think about probate, isn't the first thing that we think about probate, oh my God, I don't want my kids to have to go through probate. I want to avoid probate. I want to avoid probate. And how do you do that? There are any number of different ways you can go about doing it. One is not own the assets on the day that you died. So you gift the assets while you're living. Well, most of us don't want to do that. You know, we want to be captain of our ship all the way to the end. The second thing you can do is to uh, name people to be uh, either transfer, give them designations or name beneficiaries as to who should own the asset when you die. And you can do that to your financial accounts and any more in the state of Washington, you can do something called a transfer and death deed. So even a deed can have a beneficiary designation. And any asset that has a beneficiary designation will not have to go through probate. And that's how you avoid that. And the third way you can do that is that you can uh, prepare something called a revocable living trust. So when we come back, we're going to take a break here pretty shortly. When we come back, we'll talk about what is the difference between a revocable living trust and a safe harbor trust. And is a revocable living trust, which is the go-to solution for attorneys to help you avoid probate, is that really something that that is that's something that you should be looking into? When we come back, we'll we'll continue the conversation, talk about that. And before I slip into the break, I, I want to continue this little tradition. I'm having fun with it. I hope you are too. What year was it? This is the time when you get to guess. What year was it when the first Star Wars movie was premiered? Elvis Presley died at age 42. Seattle Slough won the Kentucky Derby and then the Triple Crown. And this was the most popular song of the year. Yep, you can hear that song in your head, can't you? Was it 1975? Was it 1976? Was it 1977? 
towards the 11 o'clock hour, we'll give you the, the, the answer to that one and, and, and hope we will see as to whether you remember what year it was. Well, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll be taking your questions if you dial in at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. We'll be back right after this break. Seven out of ten Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by Elder Law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayich for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319 South Suite A100 Federal Way, Washington 98003. Safe, independent living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the costs and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers. Let our family take care of yours. Hi, I'm David Hooper. And I'm Corey Owen. Kings G Wealth Management is excited to be partnering with Rajiv Nagayesh in Aging Options. When it comes to financial planning, our mindset is very similar to Rajiv's. We call it the three C's of Kingsview Wealth Management. The first C is for customized. Every client we work with has a customized financial plan. The second C is for consistent. We follow proven investment strategies, not short-term fads. We're driven by your long-term success, not by selling you on short-term transactions. The third C is for caring. We take your trust in us seriously. We are committed to doing what is best for you and your family. Customized, consistent, caring. That's Kingsview Wealth Management. To put our innovative approach to work for you, visit kingsview.com or call 206-531-0117. 206-531-0117. Kingsview Wealth Management. Customized, consistent, caring. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. With life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. 
And welcome back to Aging Options. This is Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagaj talking all things aging. And, you know, talking all things aging, we just concluded our uh, the May uh, set of, of webinars and seminar events. And I want to thank everyone who participated, who showed up to the webinar and to the seminar as well. And, and, and the one consistent thing that I can tell you, when people come to these events, I mean, they, 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 it is almost impossible for someone to be able to say, I learned nothing from these events. And, and that's pretty much a challenge that I give people, that if you choose to want to educate yourself and come to one of these events, and you can honestly say that I walked away, I didn't learn anything, uh, see me after the, after the show, and, and you, I will buy you lunch or dinner, whatever it is, uh, whatever time that we're doing it, I'll buy you lunch and dinner if you don't learn anything. And the point that I'm making is that we've got four upcoming uh, events for June already slated. If you want to take a look at why, why retirement planning fails so many people, why do 70% of Americans fail to be able to live out their lives in their own home? Why do 69% of the Americans feel that once they have become ill, they have become the very burden on the children that they didn't want to become or the family members they didn't want to become? And almost everyone is going to end up losing some of their money to uncovered medical and long-term care expenses, even though you can do differently. You plan differently. You don't have to worry about having a 70% chance of going to a nursing home. You should have a, a 80% assurance that you'll be able to live out your life in your own home without becoming a burden to your loved ones or running out of money. You should have that kind of confidence. But do you? There's a reason why it doesn't happen, and we do these events coming up in all these events. I mean, that's exactly what I share with you as to why it happens and what different planning looks like. Look, about eight, ten thousand people have done this planning over the last several years with Aging Options. And the one consistent trip that you get from these people is, boy, I'm glad we did that because now we can sleep easier. I mean, if you're walking around thinking, looking at the rest of your life, and somewhere in the back of your mind, you have this nagging feeling that as we age, if I fall ill, I may end up in a nursing home. I may lose control over my life. I don't know where I will end up. I don't know who will take care of me. I don't know how much it will cost. You need to be doing some planning differently. We've lost years to the pandemic, right? We've lost about oh, well over a year and a half, close to about a year and a half now to this pandemic, and we've been cooped up. The last live, the big event that we did was in Everett. I remember that so distinctly, clearly, and the room was full. And people came, and we did the planning for them. And then after that, we shut down. And for a year and a half, we've not been able to do a lot of these, these, these planning. So you were sitting there cooped up with a, with a whole year lost. Don't do it anymore. I mean, you, you have the opportunity of going to lifepointlaw.com, this lifepointlaw.com, and you've got four events coming up, and one of these events is an in-person event. So if you're vaccinated, right, if you're vaccinated and you are ready to take charge of your life and say, yeah, I want to take charge of my future, then you would probably want to come to the in-person event, which will be on June 18th. It's a Saturday at 1 p.m. on our Federal Way campus. Uh, for good reason, I think we are going to probably limit this, not probably, but we are going to limit this to people who have been vaccinated. If you have not been vaccinated, uh, this is not the event for you. Uh, you can go to the virtual events. You've got two, uh, three other events that you can go to on June 12th at 1 o'clock, June 15th uh, at 7 p.m., and June 17th at 7 p.m. So go to lifepointlaw.com, pick one of the dates that is most convenient to you, and I really would urge you to think about 
think about, you know, coming to one of the live events. There's nothing better than going to an event and being able to talk to somebody at the end of it and say, this is my question, this is what I need to know, and you get much more out of it. And if you cannot make it to the live event, certainly don't put this thing off. I mean, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your loved ones to go ahead and have a, a, a future where you can be sure you will not become a burden, that you will not end up in a nursing home, and you will not end up dying broke. I mean, these are basic block-and-tackle type of issues that most Americans can't escape, even though with proper planning you can actually escape these. Go to lifepointlaw.com. Take a look at these events that are coming up. Um, and again, phone lines are still open. If you want to give us a call, join the conversation. If you have any questions, uh, you can call us at 1-800-465-8770, 1-800-465-8770. And in the bottom of the hour, we'll have Joe Hillier from Home Watch Caregiver. Uh, Home Watch Caregivers, he'll be joining us. And I asked him to join us because we got a couple of stories on Aging Options website today. Uh, what is a sure sign with a sure early sign of dementia that you want to watch out for? And if you do watch out, what do you do with that? If you do notice somebody, we'll, he'll be, we'll be talking about that story a little bit. And then we'll also want to talk about 12 weeks of family leave. The Biden administration has made a proposal to take national what the state of Washington already unrolled or rolled out in our state in 2020. Today, the reality is if you have a parent who falls ill, if you have a loved one who falls ill and you are the caregiver to that person, you can get up to 12 weeks of paid leave from your employer. Now, the employer doesn't have to pay. It is pretty much a, like an LNI claims. It's like a family leave claim. You put money into it. You pay taxes, and then you can get paid up to in the state of Washington. It is, I think, about 2100 uh, no, $1,206 on a weekly basis. That's the most you can get out of this, this claim. It is meant to replace 75% of your paycheck, and you can do that. And so I want to talk to Joe about that. Okay, so even if somebody does have the 12 weeks, which amounts to three months, what then? What Does dementia stop after 12 months? Does an illness go away after, sorry, 12 weeks? Probably does not. So he'll be here. So if you have any questions about how to organize care, uh, where where to look for, what are the right questions to ask when you're looking for a caregiver? I think these are the types of questions you'll be able to ask David directly. And in the meantime, if you have any other questions, call us, 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. You know, before we took our, uh, before we took our break, I briefly was going to talk to you about wills or trust, which is the better way to go. And we talked about that one of the trusts that we have in traditional estate planning, when you go to an estate planning attorney, uh, we are trained in law school to go ahead and, 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 and say, or, or at least uh, give people the reasons why you don't want your heirs to have to go through a probate process. It's costly, and it takes a lot of time. How costly? Oh, between $2,500 to $7,500 one time after your death. Is that is that expensive? Heck yeah, make no mistake about that. It is expensive. So to avoid that expense, you can prepare a revocable living trust, and a trust basically recognizes that people only go through probate when they die with more than $100,000 worth of assets that do not have a beneficiary designation. Now remember, right before the break, I also said that how do you avoid probate? One is to put a beneficiary designation on every asset that you own. Washington State now allows you to name a beneficiary even in your deed, real estate. 
called a transfer on death deed. So you can name a beneficiary. So if you put a beneficiary on every asset, your estate does not have to go through probate. But let's say you don't do that. Most people will not change the deeds. The deeds basically say Rajiv owns this house, but doesn't say who's going to get the house when Rajiv dies. So, And if the value of the house is more than $100,000, then your estate will go through probate. And to avoid that, one trick you can uh, use, and what trick that is the most commonly used trick in the books uh, with attorneys is that we will help you prepare a revocable living trust where you transfer the ownership of the house into the trust. You died, your trust didn't die. The trust still has somebody named as the, benefit, uh, as the trustee, a successor trustee, somebody who will continue to manage the house and stuff, and therefore your estate doesn't have to go through probate. Great trick. The question is, is this something that you should be doing? And my answer to you would be, think about, on the one hand, you're trying to protect your, your heirs from having to spend 2500 to $7,500 one time after your debt. What is the single biggest financial threat you're going to face with in retirement? It's not going to be probate. It will be an uncovered medical expense. Those costs can range from anywhere from a few thousand dollars a month to upward of ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month for every single month you're living which is the bigger financial problem and if you are a small to medium-sized estate let's say you got less than 1.5 million dollars or you got less than three hundred thousand dollars in cash assets you need to be more focused not on probate but on uncovered medical and long-term care expenses because medicare will cover heart attack stroke cancer diabetes cholesterol will not cover alzheimer's parkinson's dementia old age frailty everything that we are more likely to be dealing with as we grow old and for that you need a safe harbor trust which is a very different type of a trust than a revocable living trust if you have any questions about which trusts you need to go ahead and have in your planning, give us a call. Don't sit in the sidelines. 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. We'll be happy to take your question and answer your question. If we don't have the answer, like I said, you know, we'll certainly point you in the right direction, get the answer for you. So we're going to take a second break. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation. We'll actually be joined by Joe Hillier of Home Watch Caregivers. So keep the phone number handy. Call us if you have any questions for them. But in the meantime, remember, what year was it when the first Star Wars uh, film uh, was premiered? Elvis Presley died at age 42. Seattle Slew won the Kentucky Derby and then the Triple Crown. And this was the most popular song of the year. Was it 1975, 76, or 77? Well, you take the guess. We'll give you the answer towards the end of the show. We'll be back right after this break. Seven out of ten Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by Elder Law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. 
Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayich for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319196 Avenue South Suite A100 Federal Way, Washington 98003. Now back to aging options, health, housing, finance, legal, and family. My life, my plan, my way. Know your options. Here is life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And welcome back to Aging Options. This is Edward Law Attorney Rajiv Nagayich in the studio. Is joined by Joe Hillier from Homewatch Caregivers. Welcome to the show, Joe. Uh, thank you, Rajiv. Good morning. Hey, it's uh, good to have you here on a Saturday, no less. Uh, uh, so there are two stories that I was excited to go ahead and have you actually comment on on the on on, on our website uh, this week. The Biden ad- administration proposal for paid family leave could help support caregivers caught between family and workplace responsibilities. That's one story, and the other one is Kaiser Health News reports is a loved one having trouble managing their money. It could be an early sign of dementia. These are the two stories that kind of connect to you. So let's talk about both of them. Uh, the 12-week family leave story, what did you make of that one? Well, I think it's a great thing, Rajiv. Uh, you know, when you look at it, uh, you know, one in five Americans end up being a caregiver at some point. And when, later in our, in our lives, when we end up being a caregiver, uh, you know, there's that point when we find out that mom or dad or that significant senior in our life, they they need help, and we have to figure out how to help them. And having the ability to take a bit of time off work to be able to figure out the plan, figure out what how it's going to work for you, how it's going to work for, you know, your beloved senior that needs help, and get that plan together. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary to be able to have up to 12 weeks to do that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and there's obviously the dark side to the whole thing as to how are we going to afford all these things. These are wonderful benefits. Yeah, we do need to have these benefits. Uh, but, but setting that issue aside for a second, when you just take a look at the reality that one out of five people are going to become an unpaid caregiver at some point in the lives of their loved ones, uh, means having some time to... To, to, to be able to focus on that issue is not a bad issue to have. But what is the limitation of this one? I mean, the, the th- when I read this story, what came to me is 12 weeks. That's great. I mean, I, I, I'm glad. I'm watching my parents in India at this point in time go through all of this stuff. Right? And my brother is totally 100% immersed and engaged in their care. He is like 100% dedicated to make sure that they don't ever have to worry about where are we going to go now that we can't take care of ourselves or live independently. Uh, so I'm watching that, and having 12 weeks is not bad. But the, what, the thought that crossed my mind was, what happens after 12 weeks? 12 weeks is three months. So I took care of my parents three months. Is there any guarantee that the dementia is going to end after three months, or the illness will magically go away after three months? What then? Well, no, that first three months, Rajiv, that's just your yes, that's your time to get a plan together to figure out how you're going to deal with the next you know, six, eight, ten years, maybe more. Um, if you think about it, six about two thirds of all caregivers end up having to work while they're providing care. So it, you know when you have this 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 time, this three months, you know this paid family leave to be able to sit down and be with your loved ones, figure out how to come up with a plan. That's a time when you call someone like us, you know, so, call a home care agency to come in, sit down with you, and help you with that roadmap. 
because you're going to need a roadmap. You can't do this all by yourself. You know, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a team effort. It's like yes, you know, it's it's your family and you're taking care of them. But there is, you know, there's folks like us that need the help. There's other organizations out there that can buy, provide resources. And where do you find those? And when is it time to, you know, possibly have to leave the home and go somewhere else? And, you know, hopefully that never happens, but sometimes it does. And being able to talk with someone up front and put that roadmap together, you know, it, it's, it's, it's imperative, you know, to be able to sit down, you know, those first three months, you know, while you're, you know, on leave, you don't have the stresses and demands of work that you, that you have to put up with. And just focus on what the next few years look like. And, and and one of the best things that you can end up doing in the three months is, is what you're suggesting is that instead of just being the caregiver and saying, okay, well, three months, I'll, I'll focus myself on that one, is to lay out a plan for the rest of somebody's life, right? I mean, so if, if you're lucky enough, somebody has has a dire uh, prognosis, maybe cancer or something, they're not going to live but a few weeks, the three months is great. I think you'll be able to complete what you need to go ahead and complete. But sadly, many of these illnesses just keep going on. Dementia, the average person is going to deal with dementia an average of five to six years after diagnosis. Uh, and prior to diagnosis, there's a lot of mayhem happens. So that three months could be a good time for you to take care of things. Now, this 12-week uh, story, Joe, the 12-week leave that Biden is is proposing, it's already been in existence in the state of Washington since 2020. Indeed, Phil George, one of our attorneys, uh, he's the managing attorney at LifePoint Law, he is right now taking advantage of that family leave. He had his baby born. So congratulations uh, there, Mr. George, uh, the proud new papa. But he gets to take three weeks and bond with his kid. I think that's great for that issue. But if his mom was ill or if his dad was ill and he needed to focus on that issue, 12 weeks may just not be enough. Even the Washington state is ahead of the nation. We already have that law in place now. The other story that I want you to talk about, uh, Joe, really is the uh, story that says that if a loved one is having managing uh, their money, it could be an early sign of dementia. If somebody is dealing with, with that issue, they're watching their parents struggle paying the bills or they're making bad financial decisions, uh, when they call someone like you, what will you do for them that they can do by themselves? Well, when we, we get that first call, we go in, we sit down, and we sit down with the new client, with the, you know, your loved one is having, having a struggle. And we sit down with the family, and we help figure out where they're at, where they're at in their journey through, maybe it's a memory care issue or something else. And we sit down and figure out, okay, what's this look like now? What kind of care needs to be provided? How do we make that care affordable? And just come up with a plan. Sometimes, you know, it, you're an onset of, you know, maybe it's Alzheimer's. And, you know, you know, early in Alzheimer's, you can do a lot of things for yourself. And, you know, there's still some independence and stuff. But as you progress, you know, it, things are going to become more difficult. And you're going to need more and more help. And you're going to, and you're going to need to have a plan. You're going to have to understand how to how, you know, resource that plan. And uh, that, that's one of the, the best things we can do with you is sit down and figure out where you're at and how to get to where you're going over the years. So it's a, and that's, you know, it's the biggest part is, you know, setting down early and planning this out and figuring out how to resource it. 
And I think the biggest thing that you you have to plan for is when the day comes that it becomes a bit too much for you, who are you going to call? Who can step in to take care, uh, take over some of the duties, right? I mean, who can be there to make sure that your loved one is going to be safe? So therein lies another paradox up there. So what are the right questions to be asking? I know I need to go ahead and hire somebody to come and help me with the caregiving needs. And all sorts of companies that are out there, they're saying, hey, pick me, pick me, pick me. What are the right questions to be asking before we actually pick somebody? Well, that call is probably going to come to Home Watch Caregivers or someone like us, another home care agency. Right. And there's five things that you want to ask. You know, the first one is you want to first kind of figure out, the, ask them about their experience, you know, how long they've been in business or what is their experience with memory care? How many years have they been invested in? You know, who has point for this in the company and what's their personal story behind, you know, why they're in, why they're in, in Alzheimer's or dementia care and whatnot. And, you know, for example, our business, we, we, we're the oldest home care company in North America. We've been doing this for 41 years. Now, you're not going to find, uh, you know, many home care companies are that old, but there's many other out there, out there that are you know, very experienced. The next thing you want to ask is responsiveness. You know, and the big thing with responsiveness is do they answer their phone 24-7? Do they answer their phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Things don't happen from 9 to 5. Things don't happen during daylight hours, especially when you're dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia. A lot of things happen in the middle of the night, and a lot of times a caregiver may need advice. They may need counsel. They may need help. And that caregiver needs to be able to, you know, reach out to you know, their care managers, to their owners, and the families have things that happen when the caregivers aren't helping them in, at night. And they need to be able to reach out in the middle of the night like, you know, mom or dad's had this or that happen. What's this mean? What do we need to do? Do we need to go to the hospital? They need to be able to talk to someone. So that company needs to be answering the phone 24-7. The other is scheduling. You know, and when you're dealing with memory care issues, when you're dealing with Alzheimer's, dementia, you need to have a three- to four-person care management team, a group of three to four caregivers that are going to be consistently in that person's life for the long term. You know, and it, it's familiarity. You know, as you progress through Alzheimer's and dementia, you want that familiar face, and you don't want someone new coming into, you know, to help with care, you know, every day or every week. Sometimes that's a big challenge. That I will tell you firsthand. Yeah. That's a big challenge is to go ahead and find a, care, a caregiving company that has consistency in the staffing. Uh, that they're able to send to the house, and that's that's what separates the good ones from the ones that maybe not so right. so great. Because right. that's that's the, those are the companies that understand what it is to have Alzheimer's, what it is to have dementia, what it is to have that familiarity, that familiar face coming to see you every day. And you know, there's going to be times when someone has to call off. You know, your caregiver gets sick, but having that core of a three to four, you know, caregiver team. That's essential, and that's what you want to ask for. That's a, it, it, that's a big deal in scheduling for the care, mm-hmm. you know, for you know, your loved one. And then the other two things, receiver cost. Um, you know, cost is, you know, how do they do things? What's their hourly rate versus you know, everybody else? And then do they charge hourly if someone is at a point where they need 24-hour care, or do they charge a flat fee for 24-hour care based on level of care? That's a big deal, and that can mean – that's a huge cost that folks can incur if they're dealing with someone that or a company that only charges hourly and over 24 hours and an hour later, 30, 35, 40 dollars. That's an immense amount of money. And I, you know, I got to tell you done. this, Joe. 
I, I got to jump in and tell you this, that, you know, before I met you and before I started coming to ask questions, uh, that with that thought, I mean, I was sending my clients to go see uh, uh, placement agencies, uh, if you will, or or, or uh, people who help find direct caregivers on a flat fee basis. I didn't know that caregiver companies you could even ask for. There were any caregiver companies who would do anything other than hourly, but you guys do, right? Yep. We do that, and you know, and we're one of the few that do. But if you are interviewing a company, and it's, and it's not us, if you're interviewing a company, and you're at that point where you need 24-hour care, ask this question right off. You know, is, do they charge for 24-hour care a flat fee based on the level of care? If that company says no, you probably want to go to the next one on your list. Hopefully, we're on that list. But right. <laughs> you probably right. want to call right. the next one on that list and look for a company that does that because that can, that can save you hundreds of dollars just over a couple of days. Think about right. how much that can save you over a month, three months, a year. Um, yeah, that's, you know, that, that, that's, it's a very important question to ask. No and then the last so, thing to ask is always yeah. just re- reviews. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Regina. I didn't interrupt you. No, no, no. Go ahead. Sure. Oh, and the last question, you know, our last question to ask is actually, actually the last thing to check out is just reviews. When you, you know, see how many reviews a company, you know, has when you look at them on Google or something like that. And, you know, if they have all five-star reviews, okay, that's great. They, they've been doing a great job. But it's, if you've been in business a long time, you don't please everybody all the time. You know, I would tell you that if a company has, has at least 4.5 stars or higher, that's a good, that's a good, good organization to be talking to. So. Got it. So how do people get a hold of Those are the five of, things I would recommend. Experience, responsiveness, scheduling, cost, and reviews. <laughs> I think that's great. Thanks for sharing that. I think it's so hard to go ahead and figure out what, what to even look for. But if people want to get a hold of you, how do they how do they get a hold of HomeWatch Caregivers? Oh, they can call me directly at 253-564-1006, or they can find us on the web at uh, homewatchcaregivers.com slash Tacoma. That's uh, 253-564-1006. That's your direct phone number, and they can get a hold of you uh, anytime. And that's Joe Hillier from uh, HomeWatch Caregivers, uh, a company that, that's been doing, uh, that's been helping many other clients. I mean, you've got lots of companies out there. You can pick any company. But this is the one company that I can say I have personal experience sending my clients to where people have come back uh, very happy with the outcomes that they've had. And one of the biggest differentiators for HomeWatch caregivers was when I realized that you can actually go to this company and say, I don't want to pay by the hour for 24-hour care, which can quickly become, you know, twenty-five, $30,000. And, yes, there are people who do pay that kind of money. You can go to HomeWatch Caregivers and say, I want to get 24-hour care, and you can pay on a monthly basis, pretty much a salary, a known cost. It'll save you not hundreds of dollars. It'll save you tens of thousands of dollars each month if you're able to go ahead and work with someone like this. So HomeWatch Caregivers, Joe Hillier, phone number again, 253-564-1006, 253-564-1006. Joe, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we'll continue this conversation with you. But uh, before we slip out, let me see if you can guess what year was it that the first Star Wars movie uh, was premiered. Uh, Elvis Presley died at age 42. Seattle Slew won the Kentucky Derby and then the Triple Crown. And this was the most popular song of the year. Was it 1975, 76, or 77? What do you think, Jeff? 
Well, gee, that's kind of unfair because, uh, you know, Elvis Presley was the king back in those days. And I remember yep. the day he died. And we, we still mourn his passing. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was, I can tell you, it was, it was, <laughs> I'll wait till the end of the show here for you. Let someone right. <laughs> I know okay, what so this one is. <laughs> you know the answer, and likely many, many other people do. So while you're guessing, we'll take our last break when we come back. Phone lines are open if you want to join us. one 800 465 8770-800-465-8770. We'll be back after the break. Seven out of ten Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayich for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit LifePointLaw.com. That's LifePointLaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now, 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319 South Suite A100, Federal Way, Washington, 98003. Hi, I'm David Hooper. And I'm Corey Owen. We're with Kingsview Wealth Management. If you're a regular listener of the Aging Options Radio Show, you know that traditional retirement planning sets you up to fail. That's why the Kingsview financial planning process is anything but traditional. So you can live out your life in your home, avoid becoming a burden on your family, and avoid running out of money. We do this by creating a customized financial plan that takes into consideration all your goals and concerns. You'll get a retirement blueprint, an investment approach, and a long-term healthcare strategy that empowers you to live your best retirement. We'll also work with the other professionals on your team to make sure there are no gaps in your retirement plan. Now is the time to call a financial advisor. Don't put it off. Customized, consistent, caring. That's Kingsview Wealth Management. Visit kingsview.com or call 206-531-0117. Kingsview Wealth Management, 206-531-0117. Call today. Does someone you love need care in the home? An elderly parent or relative? A spouse dealing with a long-term illness? Maybe a family member facing a disability? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. Whether you need help on a full-time basis or just a few hours a week, our trained and experienced caregivers are matched to meet your needs. We can even help with access to on-call physician support along with in-home care. Why not let our family take care of yours? HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006, 253-564-1006, or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Homewatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement with life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. 
And welcome back to Aging Options. This is Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagai, joined in the studio with Joe Hillier from Home Watch Caregivers, an agency dedicated to help you ensure that you can take good care of your parents, of your loved ones, when they are no longer able to manage their own affairs without going broke and without necessarily having to leave the home to a caregiving facility. Uh, Home Watch Caregivers has been providing care in the South End for many, many years. And, you know, we, we've used them. We've recommended them to many of our clients. And, and I have to say that they, the, the, the feedback is nothing but, but happy people, that they were glad they were able to get a hold of Joe. If you have any questions for Joe, you can give us a call in the studios at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And we can certainly take your call. Joe, another story that we have on the on the blog today for, for our listeners is uh, the early sign of dementia. When somebody starts struggling with financial issues, uh, struggling paying bills, etc., that's pretty much a pretty clear sign, an early sign of dementia setting in. So if somebody is dealing with that issue, they're, they're watching their parents, they they miss paying the bills, or or they made a really bad purchase. That's that's what's in this article, that somebody went and bought a $20,000 car, never realizing they bought a $20,000 car, and the next morning they said, oh, my God, I don't want that car. I, I never did. They did uh, sign up to go ahead and buy the car, but yet they bought the car. When you start seeing somebody in your family dealing with this, what is the first thing they should be doing? Well, this is really you know, your first red flag alert, and sometimes it'll occur five or six years out from you know an actual diagnosis of dementia. I mean, it's because the you know dementia deprives our seniors of their judgment and their memory. And, you know, the executive functions are affected, like memory and self-control, organizational skills, planning and problem solving. Those also become affected. So when you first see that they've begun to miss paying their bills or there's a stack of bills or financial statements or bank statements that's unopened, that is the time to sit down and have a conversation. Because not just when you see that stack of bills that haven't been opened or haven't been addressed, there's other things going on. There's other issues around the house or around their personal affairs that are being affected. And that's the first first time, or maybe not the first time, but that's the time to sit down and have that heart-to-heart conversation about maybe it's time to get someone to help. Maybe it's time to get someone to help you get this stuff organized. Maybe it's time to have someone like Homewatch Caregivers, you know, come in and sit down and talk with you and see what we can do to help you. You know, maybe there's so things that need help with around the house. That's you know, that's overwhelming now. That can and be you know we've care. got we can help. Uh, <laughs> and so so talking about the help that you can give, we got Jim from Olympia on the line. Jim, welcome to Aging Options. What's on your mind? Hi, Jim. You're on the air. Hi. How you doing? Good. Good. What's in your mind? I've been listening to you for a lot of years, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> been around for a long time. How long have you been time. on here in the local area? About 16 years now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be out working in the yard and listening to you. Anyway, I've got a neighbor. He's 81 years old. He's been in the, the hospital three times and back out into the nursing home three times. And now he's back in the hospital. But I think mm-hmm. he's being taken advantage of. He, uh, his blood relative live in California. Um, he's got a sister-in-law that lives up here. And um, he's being told that his will or trust is no good 
in the state of Washington because it was created in California. Which is and not true, true, and you know that not to be the case, right? So uh, what is your question? I mean, so you know he's been taken uh, advantage of. What's your question when it goes to that issue? Well, the basic question was that, but um, I don't know. The, the person that's trying to take control of things is not a blood relative. Got it. The real relative is down in California, but she has no money. Um, and we just don't know how to help help that lady if he does pass away, how he's going to be able to save that house for this, for his daughter who has no money in California. Right. And uh, it's just, a, we're just trying to be helpful neighbors. Got it. No, and I'm so glad you're there because ultimately it comes down to it. Aging is a family affair. In this case, family is far away, so you become the family then and you're watching out for them. The first thing, short answer I'll give you is please tell your friend there is no truth to the fact that the California will, no matter how old it is or the trust, is no good in Washington. It is. In, in, in America, we have something called full faith and credit clause in the Constitution that says every state must honor the laws of the other state or the documents created in the other state. So that will, will be good, and he does not need to have somebody tell him that it's no good. The second thing that I would say is that, you know, have him, if, you're, if your friend is open to it, the question is not what happens when he dies. Yeah, that's important to protect himself from, from being taken advantage of by some scoundrel out there. But what happens while he is living? This ping pong between the home and the hospital and back home and, and, and stuff, that's going to take a toll on him. And eventually it's going to prove to be very expensive because Medicare will not cover most of these bills. Uh, Joe, where should he start? I mean, what would you do if, if a call was placed to you to check the situation out? Well, first thing to do is sit down and have a conversation with the gentleman, figure out exactly where he's at with his health and where, thing, where things are at with how he's ability to take care of himself and, you know, what can be done to help him uh, maximize his ability to stay in his home and to, uh, you know, do, do the things that need to be done to help him get his affairs organized so that they, uh, people can't take advantage of him. So. Do you know, Joe, does your friend have a power of attorney? Yeah, that's the problem. And who is the... The, lady, the, the non-relative has power of attorney now, she says. Nobody's seen the paperwork on it. She's going to the, to her lawyer to get the the will or trust redrawn up. I think this is a huge red flag. The first thing you should, if your friend is open to it, you know, either call Joe directly, or make sure that a letter is written to this lady saying that your power of attorney is hereby cancelled. Have your friend sign it and send it both in regular mail and and in in registered mail. And then your friend should sit down and prepare. Uh, probably a new power of attorney naming his daughter and perhaps you uh -huh. or somebody that he trusts to be the power of attorney. And once you guys become okay. the power of attorney, understand that your goal, I mean, the reason why you're calling me is this, even though uh, you, you, you say it a certain way, the reality is you're calling, you're watching a friend of yours and you're looking at his life and saying, what can I do to make sure that he can live a good quality of life? without him going broke because somebody is taking advantage of him or otherwise, and without us losing our sanity in the process. It's not a fun process to see your neighbor being taken advantage of. 
And when you take a look at that stuff, it's not that difficult to go ahead and get the situation under control. But your friend would need to cooperate and you need to go to the right people. A good elder law attorney would be the starting point, maybe. And to make sure that he has a good quality of life, an agency, something like Home Watch Caregivers, would be the agency that I'd start. So you would go to Home Watch Care? Well, for the caregiving issues, so that you know, so we un- yeah. understand why is he going from the home to the hospital all that frequently when this ostensible friend of, of, of his is there telling him that your will is no good but not doing anything to make sure that he is not, he doesn't have to end up in the nursing home. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's. So talk. who would I call? What's the phone uh, number? You can call Joe Hillier at 253-564-1006. Yeah, okay. Six. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, Joe, listen, we've got like uh, very little time left, so I want to thank you for calling us. Get a hold of Joe, and he'll put you in the right direction. He'll at least point you in the right direction. Okay. Thanks a lot for all your help. Thank you, Joe, you bet, and happy that you listened to us and age on. And that brings us down to pretty much to the close of the show. What year was it that the first Star Wars film premiered? Elvis Presley died at 42. Seattle Slew won the Kentucky Derby and then Triple Ground, and this was the most popular song of the year. Joe, do you, you can take a guess. What year was it? <laughs> I know this well. Elvis and I had a crush on Debbie Boone back then. It was 1977. Hey, there it is, 77. If you got that year, you are the winner. Nice job. Listen, I want to thank you, Joe, for coming on this show today and every one of you who listened. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us part of your Saturday. Hope you will join us again next week, same time, same place. And in the meantime... Hey, John, everyone. We'll see you next week.